baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Peters Township, visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. A very, very good Friday evening to you. I'll be headed right over to do the nightly sports call at 1035, so be sure to click on that. That's on the CW. That'll be at 1035. Uh, so all will be well until then. We can talk at 412-928-9370. Why don't you hit the text line, too? That's brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. That's 412-928-9370. Okay, so there's uh, all kinds of nonsense happening in this Rangers-Astros game. Benches cleared, yada, yada, yada. 2-2 in the ALCS right now as this game is happening uh, in Texas, in Arlington, ballpark at Arlington, or Globe Life, whatever it's called now. So anyway, that game is happening, but something from the game prior, right, game four in that series, is something that piqued my interest. And something that's not just a baseball topic, but a topic that travels through all of sports. Now, I am, just to lay this out, you know, before we get too deep in the conversation, I am somebody that is not a proponent of replay. If it were up to me, and I guess I'm giving away the final answer, but if it were up to me, there would not be replay review in any sport. I can't stand it. I think it's dumb for a variety of reasons. It eventually gets the call right, I guess. I, maybe in some instances, it takes too long. And I think it flies in the spirit of why there's even officiating, but let's get into something. So there was a play at first base and the first baseman came swooping in to tag a guy who was diving back to the bag, right? So the first baseman has the ball in his glove and the guy's diving back to the base. Now replay showed. Okay. Okay. When it was slowed down nine to, to, to 9 million, you know, whatever, 9 million times, that the first baseman tagged the would-be, uh, the, the base runner who was diving back in the very tip of his batting glove that was dangling out of his back pocket. He was originally called safe. Then because he had just barely tagged him, on his batting glove that was dangling out of his pocket, just barely, he's called out, right? Okay, by the rule, yeah, that's part of his uniform, he's out. That was only caught because they slowed the tape down so slow to see that, and not just slowed it down so slow, but zoomed in so much to see it, where the naked eye just can't see. You can't focus in to someone's batting glove. So that happened. Same thing happens sometimes, I think, with offsides in hockey. They will play, score a goal, play two minutes seemingly, and then go back to a point when the puck entered the zone and someone, by the very, a, a millimeter, they didn't stay onside before the one blue line and bang, the puck was carried in just before, uh, they had uh, traveled in before the puck was carried in and they go all the way back and revert back, and they say, no goal. 
We're going all the way back two minutes before we saw when the puck was carried into the zone. No goal after they really zoom way in that the naked eye can't see and slow it down to a degree that they don't have the luxury of doing that for. Is this really what replay was put into our games for? You know, I hate to make it that simple of an argument, but I want to talk to you on the fan hotline presented by Nemecol and around every corner Nemecol and creates real-life magic for guests. I want to talk to you. Will there ever be a line that is just too much? That it's just too intrusive? That we're trying too hard, so to speak? Because when I saw what happened, right, with a baseball game, and a man had his batting glove tagged, the very tip of his batting glove that was dangling out of his back pocket as he was diving back into first. And again, not that it was... The first thing is it slowed down so much when you watch the replay. That's something that happens. So that's the first element. But you live with that. You understand it. It's replay, so it's going to be slow-mo replay. But the second part of it that I think we forget all the time Well, there's two components to this. One, they give you angles and you review it on an angle that none of the officials on the playing surface is able to see. They twist it around. They show it from a different camera, so there's that. But on top of that, they zoom it in that there's no way that you could have seen that from their vantage. So in a way, it's almost unfair to them. That the first base umpire could say, like, no, this is where I'm supposed to stand on that play. This is where I was standing. I can't see him tag that batting glove. Come on. And it's almost making me look bad that that's the call that gets reversed. How the hell am I supposed to see him tag a batting glove? You know? Now, I am all for automated balls and strikes because I think they get it wrong just too much. And people like Angel Hernandez take over the game and they're awful. I'm for automated balls and strikes, as odd as that is, to try to make a standardized strike zone as much as possible. I am for reviewing uh, touchdowns. And did he break the plane? Did that happen? Things like that. I am for reviewing goals. Did it go over the line? Did they score? Did that happen? Yes. I'm for all that kind of stuff. If you want to make it scoring plays and you want to make it balls and strikes. But if you told me it's only scoring plays and only balls and strikes or take replay out in totality in everything, I'd say take it out in totality because people think I'm nuts. And I might be wrong and I probably am, but I don't care. I honestly subscribe to the thought that you get screwed X amount of times and you're the beneficiary X amount of times of bad calls over the course of a game, a season, a career. I just, I feel that way and I feel strongly that way. And that's just the way it is for me. But the replay, it's it slows the game down. And on top of it, it's just not the spirit of all this. It simply isn't. We were never, ever, 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 one time, whenever replay was introduced in all of our sports, meant to think that it is going to do anything, I don't think, other than reverse the egregious. If you want to reverse the egregious and you want to have a terrible call, like the NFC Championship, pass interference, whatever, I'm still not on board with it, right? I don't want the replay. But I can kind of understand it if it's there to make sure there's not even 
awful calls, right? I can kind of understand that. But where we are now? Come on. Who? Answer me this, though, at 412-928-9370. Who watched that play in baseball the other night when there was a first baseman that came flying in, tagged the guy, initially called safe. He then gets called out because the batting glove dangling from his back pocket is tagged after review and after slowing it down, after changing the angle and after zooming in. What baseball fan said, yes, that's what we're doing all this for. That's exactly why there's the technology in the game and that's why it needs to be in the game. And you know what? If he would have if he would have called him safe and it would have stayed as safe, it would have totally ruined this series. It would have ruined the baseball season. It would have ruined this game. It would have ruined everything. Are we doing this because there's an added influence on everything because gambling is so prevalent now? I don't know. But it is freaking mind-numbing in all of our sports, especially in college basketball. That's one that is just totally bonkers at this point. You have a you have referees working their tails off, right? And it gets late in a game, and a ball will be deflected out of bounds. Two guys will be running for it, and they'll kind of crash into each other, and a ball gets deflected out of bounds. They will zoom in with this camera and zoom in nine mil- – I mean, just zoom in like it's a, the Hubble telescope or whatever and go right into it and really look long and hard as to – the spin of the ball and whose finger it came off of. And it could be that they simultaneously touched it and they're still trying to figure that out. Explain to me how this makes everything better. Do they get it right? I, I, I guess. I think. I, I, I don't know. But it just feels like we're trying too hard. And it, people say this, well, you can do it, right? I always come back with this. Just because we have the technology to do something, does that mean we really need to do it? Really. And it also, especially at the end of games, and especially in places like college basketball, we have now gotten rid of pure jubilation. That's another thing that I can't, I can't get away from. The Jimmy V, take the Jimmy V moment for NC State, right? If you had the rules in place that you'd have right now, you would never see Jim Valvano running around the court looking for someone to hug, Lorenzo Charles and all of that. There would never be that moment in this current day uh, version of NCAA basketball. There wouldn't be. There'd be the, the, the shot, the miss, the catch, the dunk. There'd be that. But you know what, there, what else there would be? <laughs> Five million whistles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay? Then... Three men in stripes walking over to the scorer's table, right? And everybody's standing there, right by their benches. There'd be no jubilation. There'd be no hugging, no running. And three guys looking at a television camera or a television uh, uh, monitor. And they'd be looking. They'd be huddled over, right? And then they'd look at it. Then they'd zoom it in. they show it to us nine million times in our living room. Then, from there, they would say the bucket's good. But wait! 0.2 seconds are still on the clock. So, NC State didn't win yet. Even though we all know they're going to win because 
at that point, you just can have a tip. You can't have a catch and a shot. And they're going to have to go the length of the floor. So then you're going to have to hand somebody the ball. They're going to throw it. They're going to try to tip it in or try to get a foul. But NC State's going to win. And then you're going to come out and have muted jubilation whenever, what would it have hurt just to not go and look at all that anyway? Jim Valvano's running around, looking for somebody, trying to find someone to hug. The pure jubilation. It never would have happened in this current climate of we replay and look at everything. Crazy to me. And actually, ridiculous. We have now accepted something as sports fans, I think, because we have no... Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. course we can't we don't get a vote we're just beholden to watching it and don't get me started on targeting gentlemen are playing football at the collegiate level young gentlemen and they're out there with a goal in the aim and the drive to try to stop an offensive player from pushing the football down the field so what happens is they try as hard as they can and they get pitched out of games for targeting because when you see it and after it is out there on a monitor and after they slow it down an official comes to the conclusion that the tackle wasn't made right that it was too harsh that it was too hard but they didn't make that call a lot of times in real time you know why it was just a tackle that's all it looked like but upon further review it's targeting you're pitched out you're done you can't play this game and maybe even half of the next game it we've become people who are out of our mind pushing technology into our games because we can. They have it in the Little League World Series. It's not okay in Little League to get calls wrong anymore. And maybe they just even up. Or maybe they don't. And maybe you have to live from the time that you're 11 years old or 12 years old the rest of your life with just, eh, that made a bad call. Just because we have the technology, it doesn't mean we have to get it all right. Or take my freaking time as a television viewer and make me sit and watch you decide. Be decisive, even if you're wrong. And let's move it along. I'm just, I've had enough <laughs> tagging someone's dangling batting glove that was out of their back pocket just ain't in the spirit of why we started doing all this. 412-928-9370 is that number. Coming up next, uh, Michigan, sign stealing. Got to talk about this. Penn State, Ohio State, got to get into that. So much, so much more to get into. Your calls too, 412-928-9370. You love dogs, you love cats. Yes, you love animals, that's for sure. Dogs and cats especially. Well, you need to get to Pet Fest 2023. Presented by Subaru at Stage AE on Saturday, October 28th. Everything from pets under one roof. Stop by any local Subaru dealer for free tickets. Pet Fest 2023 brought to you by Evie True Value. 
Wolfgang Bakery and Grooming, and JP Roofing and Siding. You know what I just realized, by the way? 412-928-9370. It's not the phone number that I just read to you. We'll get to your calls on replay in just a moment. Like, if you don't have cable, you're not watching the baseball playoffs. It, that's That's got to be tough. You know, I'm, I'm here or I'm at home, and it's a luxury that I that we have. But baseball has made great strides. Baseball has been able to, because of the expediting the games, putting in the pitch clock, doing that, doing some other things. Rob Manfred, I think, was a terrible commissioner up until he put in the pitch clock and sped up these games. But if you don't have cable, you ain't watching baseball playoffs. That's kind of rubbish. There should be, especially on, come on, on a Friday night? I mean, what are you going up against? Seriously. Um, 227 or whatever? What's on TV? What are you going up against? Unsolved Mysteries? Put it on. Get it on regular channels. Austin's on the uh, cell. Hi, Austin. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I was one of the hitting on the replay situation. Um, I, I do agree with it in the game to an extent. Um, like, the NFL kind of does it well where they have an automatic replay. New York comes back and puts in the ear. I think if more uh, leagues at a central location that had that same ability, it would uh, expedite all the reviews and Viewers at home, we can tell in 30 seconds if, if the call was right or correct needs overturned. There's no need for it to take five minutes for the refs to walk over and make their own decision. Well, uh, central location. Follow me on this one, Austin. Okay? Here's one that I think, I, and, you know, I'm buddies with you know Neil Walker, right, that played for the Pirates, okay? Absolutely. He, he and I have talked about this at length, and, and he does a broadcast now. But we said this. So there are home runs every year. Every, you watch a game, you watch one night of baseball around the league, and you will see a home run or not home run, fair or foul, get reviewed, right, in baseball? It, I mean, it, it happens. Are you you yeah. follow me to this point? Yeah. Yes, sir. You watch one day of golf and you see Top Tracer. We have the technology. Why isn't that in, in baseball? Why, 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 are we wor- why are we sending an umpire somewhere to talk to somebody when you can put Top Tracer technology in the baseball and you take care of that if you need to replay it? Was it fair? Was it foul? Show me where the travel of the path of it was and bang. Was it a home run or not? Like logic can make in technology you can use a lot easier, Austin. 100%. Now, I'm on the same page. I think some uh, leagues are a little old school and don't want to implement too much, but I think if we use it to the benefit, like you say, and use the correct technology instead of just still sticking with the exact replay, so I guess more to your side that replay maybe maybe other technologies can be replaced, can replace replay in, in those types of situations. Well, you sure. know, we just hit something. And, and Neil and I talked, we talked about this at length last year, but I think you and I just hit something. I was, when I went into this conversation, Austin, a stickler for I can't stand replay. And, and uh, largely I can't. But if you give it to me in real time and use those technologies, and there's other instances like this. Like, this isn't necessarily replay, but it holds up the game. Why in the year 2023 in the NFL are we looking at a bunch of guys wearing baseball pants in white baseball pants and jogging out there and holding first down sticks whenever you mean to tell me we can't have a line going across there and know if it's a first down or not? Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's just stuff like that where we are at the point from a technology standpoint that I honestly think we can work smarter. And if you deliver that to me, 
I might be able to stay on board with some of the replay stuff. But the stuff like the guy's toe was almost onside when the puck came into the zone. Then they played another 90 seconds and a goal was scored. But way back then when it entered the zone, he, he was just offside. And we had to zoom in to see it. Like, you're not ever going to catch me being part of that's okay by me. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Oh, I've got to get to this. I have found the Pittsburgh product. Let's talk about this. I have found the Pittsburgh product that is so much better than its competition. Right? You take all of the things in Pittsburgh and they have competition, something that has competition. The one that has the biggest expanse, the biggest distance between itself and second place. Do you care to guess what that is? I'll give you a second to think about it. 412-928-9370. So there's no business or product in Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh area, that has a distance greater to its competitors like the place I'm about to tell you. Honestly, it is miles beyond what anybody else can come up with. And it's not Turner's tea. People think it's that. And I'm not a tea drinker, but I don't think it's that. I think Turner's has... A lot of competition where people say that. You know what it is? There isn't anywhere in Pittsburgh, and for my money, anywhere in the country, but especially in Pittsburgh. If this is, if we're coming up with a number and they are 100, on a 1 to 100 scale, the next competition is a 37. Nancy B's chocolate chip cookies. There isn't anybody even close. You could take, people say Turner's Tea, right? Okay, maybe, I don't know. People will say Permanis, but Permanis isn't, that's not fair. Because Permanis in and of itself is kind of a proprietary product. Everything else is a ripoff. If you try to make a Permanis sandwich, you're ripping off the original, okay? So that doesn't really count like that. Everybody, every bakery, every place, every store, whatever, tries to make chocolate chip cookies. You could find nine, 10,000 of them all over the, more than that. You could probably find 2 million of them in Pittsburgh. I'm exaggerating. No matter where you go, where you go, Oh, yeah, by the way, I did mean true broadcast channels. I'm sorry when I said that baseball is not on the regular broadcast channels. ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox. Yes. Um, No matter where you go, though, you go and you walk in. Whatever bakery you want, and I'm sorry to anybody that sponsors our station or anywhere else. You go to any supermarket. You can go into any little towny bakery, whatever. If you walk in and you get a chocolate chip cookie, Nancy B's in Munhall. Beats it by six touchdowns. Chuck's on the cell. Hi, Chuck. Hey, uh, Colin. You know what? Great call on Nancy B's. Although I, I thought you were going another direction there. You know, I, I thought you were talking about Pittsburgh products. Uh, yeah, the Heinz ketchup is the only ketchup that's even consumable, really. Well, yeah. But, uh, it, it kind of, that's kind of a monopoly, though, right? 
you know. Well, I guess I guess Nancy Bees is West Homestead and not Monhall. But continue. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of Heinz ketchup is kind of a, a monopoly. Like everything else is, I don't know, kind of phony. Right, right. And, hey, the guy. By the way, the guy at Nancy Bees. He, I, I don't know him. I mean, I've only been in there three or four times, but he's a great guy. I mean, you go in, you talk to him, you're. You're swapping stories, and before you know it, he's throwing in two extra cookies in the box. And so, his and his mother you know. just died, right? Nancy B died not long ago. Yeah, and you know what? You you, you great call with the Nancy B cookie. Uh, you know that it, it kind of caught me off guard the first one I ever had with the peanut butter because I'm not a huge fan of peanut butter and cookies, but you know he he created something there or his mom created something there that that's unmatched so yes. great call Have well it. thank you chuck as always i appreciate it what product is that is that for you or store or restaurant or whatever because i think i have found it i honestly do if you you know he went with Heinz ketchup but that's a little different that's also national if you take a nancy b's cookie in west homestead and you and you have that, and you say, "All right." Even if you did a blind taste test, and you and, and nobody knew what it was, I am telling you, if you pulled a hundred people and put blindfolds on them, a hundred would say this one is the best one. Oh, it is on like West Seventh Street, I think it is. If, and you said, "All right, here's everybody put a blindfold on." A hundred people out of a hundred would say that's the best one. The butter you could taste—it's just different. And again, if that is a if that is a one to a hundred scale at a hundred, second place is like thirty-seven. It kills the competition, kills all competition. All as Bubba, you know Bubba. Bubba works at Star Hunter Point Seven. Bubba's a legend. He is. Bubba knows. Bubba might be the only person in this town that knows more people than me. Honestly. He knows everybody. He just texted me that I'm 110,000% right about this, and it is like the 79 Steelers against, I won't mention the high school, against a high school team, and that would be a closer competition than this. I, I am not here advocating for Nancy B's. I'm not here trying to sell it to you or anything like that. But I tried, I, I sat down the other night, and I'm like, I got to find some topics for Friday Night Show. And I was thinking, what is the biggest blowout in Pittsburgh? Like, what is the biggest lopsided and one-sided thing that there is? You know? And I, I really started thinking about this. I'm like, hmm, okay, what is it? What, what, what would that be? There's another one. I, I don't want to, well, no, that, no. There, there was a couple I had written down. And one was like real morbid, Okay. So I don't want to. I don't even want to say it. But there was a couple, and I just that one I kept coming back to as absolutely crushing it. There's another one I think I have. It's not as much a blowout, but it's definitely a sizable victory. The Steelers block number jerseys are better than any Pittsburgh jersey ever worn. Ever, 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 any team that's ever worn any jersey in this city, the Steelers block numbers. Now, it's not as much a blowout, but it is. it should be the consensus. 
if you laid those out, every jersey of every team ever worn in history that's played in the city of Pittsburgh, the professional ones at least, and you said, what jersey's the best? And you handed it out to 100 people, it damn near 100 people would say, okay, probably that one. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. I don't know why I had an exercise in blowouts, but I did. Let's talk Steelers coming up next. 412-928-9370 as I'm watching this baseball game out of the corner of my eye. And by the way, Bryce Harper has made a great transition to first base. That doesn't get talked about enough, I don't think. Well, people don't talk about Bryce Harper enough for being one of the all-time greats already. Like, total all-time greats in the history of baseball. Anyway, we continue. 412-928-9370 here on The Fan. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. A couple men on already for Arizona over Philly. It's bottom of the second inning, no score, but Arizona got a little rally going here. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Oh, I can taste those cookies right now. Um, anyway, you know what I was thinking? There's, there's this big um, controversy now over um, what's happening with Michigan football, and they've suspended a staffer. They said that they were – uh, spying on other teams or whatever. You know, that to me, that's that's yesterday's news. It really is, right? You could debate the merits of that and this and that or whatever. Here's We were just talking about technology not long ago. In the year 2023, why are there any hand signals? Why isn't it something developed? Why aren't we using radios and helmets more and for every position? Again, I know you're beholden to what the rules are of your game. But why aren't we using radios in helmets? And that's just the end of all of this. Point-to-point communication like you can use with pitchers in baseball. And that's just done. And you can't do it at Division Two. I mean, it's cost prohibitive at some places. But if college football, Power 5 college football, is making so much damn money. Why why are we why are we fooling with hand signals in twenty twenty three? Honestly. Steve's in Southside. Hi, Steve. Colin. Steve. Thanks for grabbing the call. Hey, you made a great point about MLB not being on the regular TV. Fox could have had the game, uh, but they put on SmackDown instead. SmackDown gets two point three million viewers. MLB League Championship Series gets five point two million viewers. Yeah, so then I would put baseball on before I'd put wrestling on, right? Yeah, and the Baseball World Series and NBA Finals get like $12 million each, and the Super Bowl gets $49 million. So pretty pretty wild there. But well, um, so, well, then let me try to follow you. Then what would be the impetus for not putting it on regular? They figure they have a baked-in audience that's going to go find it anyway on cable TV? I guess, yeah, or I guess the advertisers call the shots, and y'all would know more about that than me. So the advertisers, you know, they're saying, well, we, we want to pay for that on that channel. We want to pay for that on that channel. And you know what I mean? Because if the advertisers won't pay for this stuff, none of it happens. You know, part of why we get to have all this entertainment is because we're getting advertised to a lot because it's part of the chaos of the freedom. Right. Well, the thing is here is – I, you know, I'm lucky enough to have cable here at work and at home, but if you're just somebody that doesn't want to pay for cable or doesn't have cable and you just have regular broadcast TV, it was, uh, yeah, like the World Series was one of those things you could, the World Series, the Super Bowl, 
um, the Masters, maybe. Th- there are certain things that are on that sports calendar you could always count on that will be delivered to you no matter what, Steve. Yeah, Wimbledon, Kentucky Derby, things I wasn't even interested in, but I was because it was on and I was a kid and I loved sports and competition and stuff. But, yeah, like I don't even pay for a lot of streaming stuff. I get a lot of it from when I pay for other things, like paying for Pirates tickets. They give you the MLB all season, but if you want to watch – that same app in the postseason, you got to pay it on your own, which is fine. I'm not complaining, but yeah, MLB should just wrap in the the streaming, you know, to the that for the in season subscribers if they want to bump up yeah. their numbers and train people to stream, give it to them, train them, and then like they're doing now, raise the prices. But yeah, so many things. Don't you notice? Do you have people say this to you? And then are you ever surprised that a lot of people don't know about the rabbit ears still working? No, wait a minute, wait a minute, take me back. So the rap, do you put uh, aluminum foil on them or what? No, they sell them way nicer than that now, but I do remember doing that. Uh, so the rabbit ears work, and how many channels do you get? Well, you get the ones you mentioned, you know, like KDKA, WTAE, uh-huh. PXI, PGH. And then you get, you know, some a lot of home shopping and some religious. But then you get um, ones that show, like, a bunch of reruns. Like, you basically get Fubo TV only – with commercials, but maybe Fubo has commercials. I can't remember. You know, like those free streaming TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you get that with the rabbit ears. So, yeah, Seinfeld, Cheers, Family Guy, Simpsons, uh, Taxi. Uh, I never watched um, Barney Miller until I had rabbit ears, and they were writing, and the jokes on that are pretty good. And then I saw that the writers on that, some of them went to Cheers, and on and on and on. But anyway, yeah, yeah, the rabbit ears work, Colin. It's like um, free, just like the radio is free. All you got to do is buy the device and plug it in. Isn't that cool? Well, do you know why radio started? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I I think it started, radio radio started to sell more radios. Like, that was the thing. You, you, yeah, the Mar- Marconi guy in Italy. Yeah. yeah. No, right. no. You follow what I'm saying? Like, radio was invented to sell more radios. That was the whole thing. Like, I, I heard this one time, and I'm trying that now. I'm talking through it, and I'm, I'm moving a million miles a minute. But the original, they came up with radios as a way to, oh, man, I'm going to have to look this up. Larry Richard explained this to me one time. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, no, he and he and he knew Absolutely. it. Um it makes sense. Like the streaming, if anything, it just makes everybody pay. Whereas, like the rabbit ears and the regular old-fashioned radio, you really only got to pay for the device once, and then a little bit of electricity or batteries or whatever the heck you use. And the streaming's mega convenient. You know, you can be riding in a car in the middle of nowhere and watching the game. That would blow my mind as a twelve-year-old thirty years ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Radio companies formed to build and sell ready-made machines. And Westinghouse was one of the, uh, you know, leading yeah. manufacturers of this whole device. And so we're not boring the yeah. crap out of everyone, but I'm enjoying this. But yes, yes, that makes so. Yeah, the the they had the an idea of selling more radios. If they sold more, it would offer more programming. So it was a total chicken or the egg thing. I like that. Yeah, let's create content so we can sell devices. Now they don't have to sell devices even. They can just sell you login. Right. And you forget your password and get mad and miss the first quarter. Yeah. So that's what Larry was telling me. It would, And I'm reading from this big study on uh, PBS. Radio began as a one-to-one method of communication, so it was a novel idea. So in, in 1920, Westinghouse, one of the leading radio manufacturers, had an idea for selling more radios. It would offer programming because it was just started as like an emergency broadcast thing. So the, it was a chicken. It was the exact opposite of how we're doing now, Steve. Make sense? It does. I do follow. I enjoy this. And I'm in the north side. I love the south side. Oh, but sorry. The north side's the best side. 
Gotcha. Yeah, there's two sides to Pittsburgh, north side or outside. Carl's in Avella. Hi, Carl. Hey, how you doing, Colin? I'm good. Good, good. Hey, I agree with you a lot on the uh, the you know the replay. You know, taking too long and some of it's a little too tedious and stuff like that. But I think uh, one thing replay does do uh, helps keep the officiating uh, accountable and 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 stopping the bias towards you know officiate you know other coaches and programs and fan bases and things like that nature. Do you know how you you bring up a very good point and that has to happen. Do you know what I think would be just as good a step to do that? And, like, I was thinking, where was there a really bad – oh, the pa- the pass interference in the Browns game. Did you see that the other day, Carl? Did you see? Did you watch the end of the Browns 49ers game? I did watch that game. I, I don't know if I can recall okay. that. There was a no. terrible pass interference. And I, I said this. Do you know another way they could do this? I think that the lead official or the lead umpire or the lead basketball official or the lead NHL official – because we always talk accountability. That's a big thing. Whether you're teaching a kid, uh, you're in a vela, right? If you're teaching a kid, an eight-year-old in Little League, or an umpire, or a manager, or a player that's at a professional level. The, we teach them accountability. The officials should have to have a press conference after every game, just like a coach or a player. Not a big long one, not questions that are just if anything needs to be asked about a specific play, they should all need to be available. Well, Colin, I, I, you know, officials are like politicians as well. <laughs> they'll give you a song and dance, and they'll dance around the question, and they'll, and they'll give you a lot of words that mean nothing. And uh, They would, but then they'd be exposed, you know? Well, I, they're exposed with the instant replay as well. Well, not always, because here's why. Here's why. Whenever it's it, just like I explained, I can't blame them sometimes with instant replay because it's we forget and we've been conditioned as a society to think that's how they saw it, and it's not. That's slowed down a ton, and it's zoomed in a lot. No, oh, I agree with you 100% on that. I mean, you, you can't see everything with the naked eye. So, I, mean, I mean, that's I, that's where I agree with you. I mean, I, I agree with you that that stuff should be, you know, they, that shouldn't be replayed. So I would like I would like an official to sit there at a press conference and say, well, yeah, I mean, that's the replay. What I saw was the guy going over the middle. The ball was uncatchable, whatever, just to climb into his head, just to do that. Chris is in South Hills. Hi, Chris. Hey, Colin. Hello. Appreciate you having me. Sure. Uh, love your show. Yeah, so I just wanted to uh, get back into the Steelers. Uh-huh. Specifically, um, it just seems like everyone in Pittsburgh loves to hate on the Steelers, nitpick any bad decisions, starting Dan Moore over Project Jones. Um, should JPJ be seeing more time? At the end of the day, we with Tomlin, we are always in the dance at the end of the season. We're always on the uptick. We're doing well. We're either one game out or we're in the playoffs. What is this hate? I mean, that's all that matters is us being in the playoffs or being good towards the end of the season and getting hot. I, I just don't understand it. Everyone's fire, fire Tomlin, fire Canada. We're always in the How game. old are you? 22. That's the difference. That's exactly the difference. I'm not speaking and being aloof, and I'm not saying that you're right and I'm wrong. I'm saying it's generational. I'm 46. I'll be 47. When I was brought up and how I was brought up, it was different. There was the expectation of Super Bowls. There was the expectation of winning playoff games. 
it was told to us that the Pittsburgh Steelers were a great and mighty and gigantic franchise. It wasn't good enough to be like everyone else. Um, it's just different. So I also challenge you to do this. And take time and do this and call back some time whenever. Go find the coaches that have won three playoff games in 13 seasons, Chris, and have remained employed by the same franchise. That's fair, but I, I still just think that, you know, I mean, you can't win it every year. You they know, don't win it any the, year. They're always in the dance, though. But, I mean, I guess that is fair. Maybe I should do some more research. No, but, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, not saying like... that, I'm not saying that to be condescending. I just think, okay – this is I bring this up all the time, and, and I try this one on, too. This is a wonderful, for instance, and I actually need to try this. You seem like a pretty good and a logical football fan, and I bet you have people that you know all over the country. If you uh, talk to somebody or have family from Sacramento or from Texas or from uh, Salt Lake City or whatever, and you walked up to them and you said, how many playoff wins do the Steelers have in the last 13 seasons? I think a lot of people who are even NFL fans, Chris, would say to you a number greater than three. Yeah, yeah, not as, I do. I do have a lot of friends from Michigan. I went to school there, and I mean, we're we're notoriously known for not being a good franchise. But personally, I disagree with that. I mean, I think we're better than average, and we Tomlin puts together a great team. He gets them ready when they need to be. That we're always playing well against the Ravens, Bengals, and Browns. Sometimes we lose some games that we really should have won. We win some games we shouldn't. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're a good team. They're better than average, and they're always putting it together. Playoffs, yes, that is very fair. But I just think at the end of the day, I mean, you can't you can't expect a team to win the Super Bowl every year. And even the Bills, they were very hot for two to three years. Now they're now they're pretty average again. I mean, but I don't live in Buffalo. I don't care. It's just not a le- it's not a league where you can be a dominant force for. 50 years, you know, I mean. Well, then uh, uh, your point, again, is very well taken. Then the management, the hierarchy, the coach, general managers now too, um, and the owner shouldn't tell us their aspirations are a Super Bowl every year. They shouldn't tell us that because they do all the time. And that is a – it's great talk, and I do think it's generational. 412-928-9370, that's the number. We continue this. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.